Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. We go to the Hodges Glass, Little Rock Glass Hotline. Coach Musselman, good morning. Good morning. How you guys doing? Hey, Thanks Coach. For me on. Okay. Man, Coach, yeah. I've got, Coach, I've got some great news for you. In my bracket, in my bracket, you are now in the Sweet 16, <laughs> and you're playing Baylor. Uh, guess what? I'll take it. <laughs> what, 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 I guess we're wearing our road unis. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. It, it, uh, we, we do have to give you credit, uh, Coach. You know, we do this show four hours a day, and we're trying to, to provide some relief while also presenting the news. We're a sports station, but we also present the news as all this coronavirus information gets out. But i got to tell you, what you're doing with your social media is such a great relief for people. Uh, and I know you understand that. And just, you know, maybe talk about uh, how important it is for you to maybe remind people to have some fun in the midst of all this craziness. Yeah, I mean, obviously the number one priority for all of us is to stay healthy and to try to, you know, do exactly as we're being told by the health officials and, and try to, you know, end this thing as, as quick as we possibly can and get back to a normal life. But um, a lot of those videos we had taped, you know, right when we got back, um, you know, from the SEC tournament, we knew that, you know, that, that, that this was going to be a kind of a shutdown of things and, and uh, you know we wanted to to try to connect with our with our fans and our boosters and and um, you know recruiting it helps a ton and and so just wanted to have some fun. I mean everybody's looking for uh, you know people are reading more books now. People are talking to their wives more. They're communicating with their children more and and uh, you know it was just a way for for us to 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 kind of keep the the Razorback brand. Um, out there, I had no idea that Sports Center was going to pick it up. Um, <laughs> I had no idea that it was going to ruffle feathers of, of other SEC schools, but a lot of that stuff is really good thing. Exactly right. We're visiting with Eric Musselman. Now, you mentioned books. Uh, are you a book reader? And if so, uh, what's what's a recent book maybe you've read? You know what? I, I love books. The problem is I get through about page 35, <laughs> and uh, my energy or ADD kicks in, and I just start, you know, Wanting to move on to something else. Yeah, but, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But it has to be. I, I mean, I do. I do love books. Um, I, I read every day. Uh, you know, stuff that I print on the internet. I love to read other coaches of other sports press conferences. Right. Um, right now, I'm reading a book called Relentless uh, by Tim Grover, and it's a uh, it's it's a really good book. Tim Grover was a trainer for many years on, on, on people like Kobe. And, Michael Jordan and guys like that. So it's a really interesting book on, on the mentality of some of the great competitors. If you want to get outside the realm, uh, there's a good book out by Al Michaels you might enjoy. And one on old Bern Lundquist, who used to call NCAA no, tournaments he games. Did. He did it for a long time. Did it for a long time. Now, being a basketball coach, during basketball season, I'm sure you've heard this question many, many times, how in the world does a hyperactive guy like you stay isolated, quarantined, whatever? <laughs> what are you doing? Well, I, I do a ton of walks. I, I walk my dog about 30 times a day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> the dog I, I doesn't want to go out. <laughs> 
No, the dogs. The dogs overly tired. The dogs <laughs> yes, about yes, yes. Now. No, no. The dog used to go to bed at ten o'clock at night. Now he goes to bed about four thirty. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And 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 when he sees me run the other way, he doesn't want to go on another walk. So, um, but but really, I'm I'm working out. I just I, when I called into you guys, I I had done forty minutes on 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 one of our elliptical machines i'll go back and do another 40 minutes wow. yesterday i worked out in my garage for 30 for three hours i did 30 minutes cardio then 30 minutes push-up wow. uh, did jumping jacks but uh my wife and daughter think i'm absolutely insane no but now listen listen that's why you're able to take your shirt off uh when you get excited because you you keep yourself in such good shape man i mean how do you how wait, do you wait, coach? What, what, what video is that no he's listen he's taking his shirt off before for you how old are you coach 49 i i'm 55 here's the oh, deal David. Okay. the deal i i have not taken my shirt off uh, at Arkansas, we that, those are only big time winning situations. <laughs> wow. Yes, I, I have it on the horizon, though. That's yes. why I'm in the garage working out three hours. Yes, it's, it's, it's coming. Hey, I do want to ask you too. Uh, I thought I saw a tweet yesterday from Mason Jones about a decision is coming soon. How does all this, you know, you know, seclusion and uh, you know, and the inability to work out and NBA scouts? And I mean, how's this going to work out with players trying to make those decisions about uh, going to the next level uh, next? year yeah you know i i still think that players are going to uh you know whatever their thought process is uh you know i think that the world is still going on you know it's just going on in our own homes and so uh the nba process nobody knows it's too hard to speculate uh normally you know uh you, you go into and you have your personal interviews face to face you have six-man workouts meaning three-on-three, and they put you through skills. That stuff seems, and I'm only speculating, uh, that that would be on hold. But but there is the the, uh, test in the waters where a player can put his name in. Um, He fills out an information sheet for the NBA League office. Uh, The head college coach would then sign that piece of paper. Um, It goes into the league office. The league office will then gather information from teams, and then kind of give back um, feedback, and they put guys in certain buckets. So there's like five buckets. There's like, you know, lot. You, you know, we project you as a lottery pick. I shouldn't say project you. This amount of teams think you could be a lottery pick. Right. This amount of teams think you would be a non-drafted player. And I've gone through it. You know, we had four players uh, at Nevada. Uh, test the waters three in one year. Um, the year before last, uh, after our Sweet 16 run, we had three guys put their name in early. Um, they were allowed at that point, obviously, to go do a bunch of workouts. One of them did 22 workouts, one of them did 16 workouts, and one of them did four workouts. The year before that, we had Cameron Oliver put his name in, test the water after his sophomore year. Cam did not come back. After his sophomore year, uh, he got a three-year contract with the Rockets, but never put on an NBA uniform. So, uh, and he's currently in Australia. So that is a decision that that you know I wish uh, we could have helped him more understand uh, that he was probably going to be a non-drafted player. Um, and I went a little bit stronger with my opinion with the other three, meaning Cody Martin, Caleb Barton, and Jordan Caroline, who 
went through that process. They all three tested the NBA waters and came back. Um, and it was a great decision for those guys. Um, two of them are in the NBA now, Cody and Caleb. Jordan Caroline's playing for the Lakers D-League team. So um, it's it's a tool. It's a vehicle for guys. The thing that, that I found from going through it with four people is the feedback we got from the NBA. Cameron Oliver actually had the best feedback. Well, that's the guy that didn't play in the NBA. Huh. And so you cannot take that information and think that it's gold, um, you know, just because it's a lot of speculation because on draft night, somebody's got to call your name. And, and so it can become a lot more complicated than, you know, than, than what the general public would think. Very good. Coach, let me, going back to keeping your shirt on, uh, we've always said that you get it and just amazed at your energy and everything and all the things that you do to stay uh, stay uh, uh, in, in our face on social media and all that. When did you come up with the idea to start wearing the, uh, some of your sponsored shirts in your press conference? I think it's a great idea. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I, I think that, um, you know, my career, uh, you know, when I when – I, after I coached two NBA teams, you know, I, I kind of was known as um, discipline, um, old school coach. Obviously, my dad being a coach, um, and and you know, with behind closed doors with our players and and assistant coaches and stuff, people saw a side of me other than just what was on the sidelines of of liking to have fun and and. Um, so I made a decision, you know, after coaching two NBA teams, I coached in the D-League uh, for the Lakers organization, had a bunch of fun there. Then as an assistant coach at LSU and, and Arizona State, um, started thinking about, you know, how, when I got a head job, how, how did I want to market it? How did I want to be able to reach uh, student-athletes that, you know, are college age and maybe more importantly, you know, high school age and, and my two sons have a big influence. One of them's a uh, freshman at the University of San Diego, and then obviously Michael's with me on staff here. Um, even my daughter, um, you know, who's ten years old, Mariah, comes up with different ideas for social media. But I-, I wanted to be different. I wanted to have fun, and I do think that at some point you kind of hit a point in your career, um, you know, where. You, you just say, well, I'm going to do what I want to do. And, and obviously when you do stuff on social media, you also could open yourself up for a little bit of, you know, people can, can criticize as well. Uh, but everything we do is like, how do we put the Razorbacks in, you know, the best light? And how do we open our doors or how do we open the curtain for people to kind of get to know either our players or get to know us behind the scenes? Because, you know, everybody enjoys the game, but how can we be a little bit different? How can we be a little bit unique? And, and I really dove into it hard at Nevada. I tried to promote uh, other sports programs on our campus. So if the women's soccer team had a, a big match against UNLV, um, I would actually put on a, a soccer uniform and dribble the ball with my feet through campus, um, you know, try to score mm-hmm. a goal on a student. Uh, that was walking to class, and we videoed that, put it out. I actually did a football video where I got full uniform, um, did a 100-yard kickoff return against fake defenders. Um, and then, you know, now we brought it brought it to Arkansas. I, I was a little – I went a little bit shy at first because I didn't want to upset our AD. I wasn't sure how Hunter would perceive it. Um, 
and, and he's been awesome with it. He's had fun with it as well. Good. Speaking of uh, Hunter, we saw the way the commissioner reacted, uh, got emotional. Yurichek, uh, 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 obviously not happy with the way the NCAA ha- handled it. But you had the tough part. You just won an SEC tournament game, uh, getting on kind of a roll. How tough was it, and how did you handle breaking it to the team? Well, first of all, with, with Hunter, he's been incredible with all the head coaches on campus. I mean, we are so informed, up-to-date uh, on everything. And, you know, I know myself and, and, and the other coaches on campus, like, we feel so fortunate because we obviously talk to other coaches at, at other universities, and they're not as informed on what's going on as we are. So um, it, that part's been awesome. But it was the hardest speech that I've ever done. Um, we were coming off a game that I thought we might have played our best game on both sides of the ball and then our special teams, meaning out-of-bounds offense, side out-of-bounds, baseline out-of-bounds. I thought we were really in the right mental frame of mind. We were fully healthy. We thought we could win the tournament. We really did internally, and people say that, but, but we really felt um, like that was, a, that was a, a possibility. We certainly felt like if we won one more game, or two more games that we were in the NCAA tournament. So uh, to win a game, um, and, you know, you're sky high after a win. Uh, and then we, we, we prepped, you know, we got back, we had dinner in a, in a ballroom, we started talking about our next opponent, South Carolina. The players then left, the staff stayed up until I, I don't know what hour it was, um, you know, with our final preparations. We put sheets all over the ballroom. It was filled. There was about 35 sheets up of prep. Wow. Uh, I got up in the morning, worked out that next day, and Hunter called me at 10.55. We had an 11 o'clock team breakfast and team meeting in preparation for South Carolina, and he told me uh, that we weren't going to be playing. The players actually came down to the breakfast. Um, news was starting to spread right around the time the breakfast was going to happen, but our players they got up and had their scouting reports and brought them all down to breakfast. And, and um, you know, when I first told them, I mean, they, they were shocked. Some of them couldn't believe it. And then as I got into a little more detail about thanking some of the seniors, um, I broke down crying and, and some of the players started crying. And it, it, was, it was really emotional. Um, you know, I think if we hadn't played a game and, and we were getting ready for game one of the SEC tournament, I think that, it would have been a slightly different feeling, um, but I think when you when you got a, a game under your belt um, or in your pocket and you're getting ready to, to advance and you earn the right, it kind of changes it. You know, it, it hurt everybody, but I, I certainly know that the shock when you wake up and you get, get out of bed thinking you're going to go play a game, it, it kind of changes your mentality as well. It makes it a little bit harder, but look, we feel fortunate we got in a full season. We got in one game in the conference tournament. You know, the players you really have to feel for are guys like on the baseball team. I mean, they were nationally yeah. ranked yeah. team. Um, that, that's hard, hard thing to, to think about. And I can't imagine, um, you know, what Coach Van Horn's going through and his players. I mean, that's, that's, that's got to be devastating. But Coach, one good thing the way to look at it is you're the only the second Arkansas team to ever go undefeated in SEC tournament play. 
Well, well, hopefully I'll have a chance to get another SEC game in at some point. <laughs> That's yes. exactly right. By the way, your uh, uh, tip-off with Baylor is at 11.07. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. well, well, all right. Well, what, what seed were we? Uh, a 12. <laughs> okay, so if we're a 12 seed, we are wearing our road unis for the rest of the tournament. I just needed to know that. <laughs> That's <laughs> serious. That's you serious can turn to us, ask us anytime. <laughs> hey, we're playing a little game. We got our own little bracket here. Female singers, uh, answer the following. Whitney Houston or Dolly Parton? Oh, that's easy. Whitney Houston. Diana Ross or Karen Carpenter? Diana Ross. Aretha Franklin or Tanya Tucker? Aretha Franklin. And Martina McBride or Carrie Underwood? Beyonce. <laughs> All right, oh, that's take him up, take him up there. I'm sorry, that's a technical. technical. All right, give him the quarantine question. All right, All right. <laughs> you're quarantined for two weeks. You either have to pick Goober or Gomer. <laughs> I guess Gomer. <laughs> Coach, hey, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, thanks so much, uh, Eric, for being with us. And listen, what you were talking about, that video of you of you talking to your team, listen, that's why Razorback fans uh, have fallen in love with you and appreciate you being the head coach. That was just raw emotion. And uh, I think a lot of fans are excited uh, about what you're going to do next year. And yep. just the fact that you make yourself available to so many folks like our show and other shows yep. around the state is a great compliment to you. No, thanks, you guys. I appreciate you having me on. Um, Keep providing the entertainment for all of us. Appreciate it. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Coach. Go 